episode number 237 of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. I am on a mission to create an emotionally equipped world. I created two practical mindset tools that empower you to get unstuck in any moment and keep your emotions from hijacking your life. I am the author of two award-winning books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. You can learn more about these books and more by heading over to my website, shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today I have a special episode for you. My aim on this podcast is to broadcast one interview a month, and the interviews are with students who have enrolled in my course, Getting Emotionally Equipped, and they come on the podcast to share a bit about who they are and why they enrolled in the course and maybe share a story and anything else that they want to share with the listeners of this podcast. So last week, I interviewed Nancy Lubars, who not only enrolled in the course, but she's a member of the Emotionally Equipped Circle, which is a community, invite only, to those who have gone through the course and who are looking to stay active with using the tools in their life and continuing to grow and evolve and really align with the person that they want to be in the world and create the results that they're looking to see in their lives. So I just re-listened to this interview and I really enjoyed it. Nancy shared a great story, which I think you're going to find really relatable. And she shares a lot of insights both about herself and about the Circle community. So without further ado, please enjoy the interview. Hey, Nancy, I am so glad that you are here with me today to do this interview. I would love to start out with you just introducing yourself so the listeners can get to know you a little bit in terms of who you are and where you live and what you do. Okay, great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on your podcast that I listen to every Tuesday or Wednesday. I listen to all the time. Um, Okay, so like you said, my name is Nancy Lubars. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States. I've been here for about a year. I was living in Voorhees, New Jersey prior to that. I work as a psychotherapist with a private practice in South Jersey. I volunteer for a traumatic loss coalition for counties in Jersey. I'm a disaster response crisis counselor for the state of New Jersey and a member of the Suicide Prevention Task Force. I am certified in cognitive behavioral therapy and trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. I am also certified in mindfulness-based stress reduction And I recently enrolled in a course where I'm going to be certified to teach meditation. I work with adolescents and adults who suffer from depression and anxiety, which I call the common cold of mental illness. I also work with a lot of adults who suffer from the trauma from childhood sexual abuse. And a lot of clients of mine are young adults who are transgender. That's what I do. I have one daughter. She is an adult daughter and she lives outside of New York City. And uh, that's, that's me. Wow. What a bio. Oh my gosh. You are like, it's, it, it, it almost sounds like you're certified in, 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 in every possible way in order to, in order to help people. So 
I didn't even know half the things that you just shared. So what I am really interested to know is if you are so knowledgeable, you have so much knowledge and so much experience with so many different modalities, I'm kind of curious why you chose, so you you enrolled in the course, in the Getting Emotionally Equipped course, and now you're also in the continuation in the weekly group that I run. So I'm curious why you chose to to enroll or what what attracted you to all of this, um, knowing that you have this background as a therapist? Yeah, excellent question. Um, well, first, I want you and everybody to understand that I'm also a person. I'm, I, yes, I'm a therapist. I can't, I can't do it to myself. So I'm a person I was raised by other people. And we get into patterns of behavior and thinking and from what we were taught and what, what was modeled for us. So I haven't many, for many years, I was not able, not at work, but in my personal life in social situations, I was not able to control my emotions. And now I know that it's because we're not supposed to control our emotions. What we want to learn is how to control our reactions. And I didn't, I, that's not something I was taught really. And all those modalities you speak of, I mean, there's a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy in, in your methods, but you go further. And I needed to learn how to control my reactions. And like I said, it, it's not in those things. It's not in those. And that's why I, I use your method and I sprinkle it into my therapy because it's really important that everybody learn that. So I think that was answered your question about why I chose this, but also like to explain, I've been following you for a long time. I want people to know that like, I'm sort of a sheer groupie. I mean, I've been reading, I, I read your blog and I don't know how many years ago that was, but it, it was more than five years ago, I think. And then it turned into the podcast and then it turned into the first book, which, you know, I remember you when you came to the States and I went to hear you speak about it that, a couple of times, which was great. And then the second book. So, I mean, I just think what you have is awesome, what you have figured out. And, you know, I look forward to the day when they teach that, they teach your methods in school because it is being getting emotionally equipped is what is what people need. That's what everybody needs. And so I use it. I mean, I use, I get unstuck every morning and I, I get clear throughout the day. I have to, you know, between clients before going to social events, because I really, as a, I will tell you as a person, so work, I love my job. I have no problem. I'm excellent at what I do, or I wouldn't be able to do it, but the great, I, I have issues, my issues are with other people in social situations. So I, I never understood what was going on and, and now I do. So now I can get clear and thank you. Thank you for your, for all that, you know? Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so, it, it like just touches my heart when I hear people saying that and, you know, how much the tools are working, you know, they're effective and really working and impacting your life. So I love the fact that you said that you get unstuck every morning and that you get clear throughout the day, whether it's going into a social event or whatever it is. Do you have maybe one example that you can share with the listeners in terms of uh, an example of using either tool? Sure. Um, you know, and I just meant to say, it really makes me a better therapist. And people need to understand that therapists 
go to therapy too. And we need, just because we understand how to do things, it's like a doctor, you know, they still need to get checkup. I, I should have said that, but I just wanted to add that. I do have a really, a pretty good story from a few weeks ago when I, my best friend who I've been friends with for over 30 years. So it's a long story. I'm going to try to really cut it down for you, Sherry, because I know we don't have a lot of time on the podcast. I could talk to you for hours. Her and her husband have a, I guess, like a art studio space and they have art showings and music at like a salon and they, they do it like two or three times a year, maybe four times a year, but they didn't through the pandemic. And a couple, I guess now at this point, it's a month ago, they had their 10th anniversary and the significance, I I mean, I should explain that this is my best friend and I help them out. They live in Philadelphia, but I was living in New Jersey. So I bring food. It's easier. I have a car and alcohol and help her set up for it. And he just runs it. And we were doing all the stuff ahead of time and then cleaning up and we'd go out to dinner after. And so here's the 10th anniversary. So anyway, she did not ask me to help her set up this year. I had no thought about it. I just figured out, you know, they don't need any setup because what's to set up the arts on the walls. He took care of it. Okay. But so I get, it was three o'clock. It started. I get there at three o'clock and my friend comes down and, and, and she tells me there's a lot of people. I heard noise. I said, oh, there's a lot of people here already, which is weird because I'm usually the first one after the two of them. And her son was there with his two friends and, and her, her brother and his wife and her two cousins from New York who had never been there. And so it was exciting that they were at the 10th anniversary. Anyway, the story is that just that was just the backstory. So you know why I got the way I, why my emotions went where they did. And so then I go to put my purse away in the back room and I see this big tray of food. I'm thinking, oh, right. She doesn't want to go to a restaurant with everybody. We're probably going to eat after here. And then her son, and he said, you know, we're leaving. And I said, what do you mean? It just started. I just got here. And he said, well, we've been here for two hours. Where were you? And I think, where was I? I I didn't know. And I just said, oh, okay, well, whatever. I didn't know what to say. And then I said to my friend, there was a moment, there wasn't really many more people. It was like 3.30 or something. I said, I saw you got a whole tray of food. Is that for after we're going to eat in? I'm just innocently wondering. But then it clicked that she said, oh, oh, she kind of hesitated. She's like, no, um, that was for before. And then it clicked with my nephew saying, where were you? We've been here for two hours. So I realized that at one o'clock, the people that were already there had come. And I was so taken aback. I literally, I, I mean, I didn't behave a hundred percent the way I would have liked to. I, I think I said to her something like, oh, I see like that, which I didn't see anything. I didn't know anything. And she went, uh-huh. You know, it, it was just family. Well, she had always told me we were family, even though of course we're not related. My daughter calls her aunt and her husband, uncle, and my, like her, you know, her son is calling me aunt, introducing me. This is my aunt Nancy and introducing me to his friend. So I went, oh, like, I see how it is. Like, and she's like, yup. And I thought, you know, there was nine of them, one more. I don't understand. That's what I'm thinking. But I got really upset. So um, she walked away or something. And I walked out of the, of the room. It's a big space, like in a loft. And I went down this hall and turned a corner and there's like a, a couch that you could sit, a little couch. And I just sat down because I was so hurt and upset. And I started to cry. I just really was like, are you kidding me? The 10th year, 10 years of doing this, 
helping? How could you just, how could you do this to me? So I wanted to, I wanted to get unstuck. So I took a stop, but you know, I cried through my stop. Well, I think that's okay. I was really upset and I didn't want people to see it, you know? And then I, T, I, I told my feelings to myself, you know, I'm hurt, I'm left out and I, I'm really sad. But mostly I felt like, I don't know how to, exp- the words for it, just it's 10 years. I've been friends with you for 30. I've been helping. Like, I just felt, how could you, how could you do this to me, to me? You know, I was very, it was about me, even though that isn't about me at all. So then I had to uncover you, uncover my thoughts about it. Like, you know, I should have been invited, you know, they could easily have included one more. How is one more going to matter? It's not like I eat that much and Or, or she could have told me ahead of time, like I'm having my family over, but I'm not just family, like blood family. And so, so I wouldn't have been like shocked and taken aback all these thoughts I had, but you know, then I had to see, consider that she doesn't have to tell me anything. She doesn't owe me an explanation. She doesn't have to tell me she's having her family over. She doesn't have to invite me. She doesn't have to, it's not about me. Again, I had to say, you know what, this isn't, it's not your day. It's his 10th anniversary. Maybe he said to her, I don't want Nancy. Whatever. I had to consider there's so many things. And then after I considered that, I recognized that I could leave or stay. That was a considera- another consideration was like, you can stay. You can leave. You're very upset. You can leave. You can go home and be upset. And you don't affect the day. You don't affect them. Or you could stay. But if you stay, you, ha- you can't talk about it. You can't go in there and start a problem with her. So I decided to stay because I thought, you know what? I just got unstuck. And before before I went there, I was clear. I thought, <laughs> you know, you could be clear, but then something throws you and you get, un- you get stuck. That's, you know, part of getting clear. You have to be able to accept, oh, well, there's a possibility. I'll get stuck. So I just decided to go back in and have fun and not say a word. Really, but I had all these thoughts in my head, like I wanted to say to her, like, how could you do that? And all that stuff. But I had decided who I'm going to be, which was, you know, I was going to be a person having fun at this event. And maybe we'd talk about it in the future, but I wasn't going to go in and ruin the event, which I have to say, I normally would have done something like that, had a scene or, you know, when I say normally, you know, before I learned all the method to start something or take her out in the hall and be like, what is that? You know, and, and then I, I never understood why she would, people have said to me, like, why are you making this about you? I'd be like, what do you mean? It is about me. You did this to me. But finally, I was like, this isn't about you. So stop it. And I was, you know, Kay was, I was kind. I said, you know what? Good job, Nance. You go in there and have a good time. And if you go in there and have a good, you can't have a good time, then, then you do have to leave. And um, that's, that's the story I did. So it was really, I was proud of myself. And, you know, I went in and she was like, I said something to her and she's like, are you, you're okay. And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, really? Like, I think she thought I was gonna, I said, yep, I really am. So it's great when people notice, cause she didn't say anything like you're not going to start it. She just was like, okay, cool. You know, and it was fun. We had a good time. It wasn't my, it wasn't about me. What a great story. Wow. What a great story. And I think, I think what I love most about the story is the ending where you're like, this is what I used to do, but this is not what I do now. Like, 
I love that. I love, I love when I do that with myself, right? I'm like, yeah, that's what I used to do, but I'm not doing that anymore because that didn't work. That, that old me like didn't work in my life. And I love when I hear other people saying the same thing. And I, I just love that you witnessed it. Like, that's totally what I would have done. I just would have like told her off. I told, I would have put her in her place. I would have told her, this is wrong. You're doing the wrong thing. This is not what you do to a friend. And you didn't do that. And instead you paused and you took responsibility for yourself and for your thoughts and for your emotions and for your actions. And you went back in a different person and you like saved the event, at least for your, for you and, you know, you and the people around you, um, because you totally could have done the opposite, right? You totally could have like ruined the event. You totally could have, but you took responsibility and you didn't. And what a great story. What a great story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thanks. And I realized that I have ruined events. Like now that I have that, you know, awareness, I think back in my life and think, how many times did I do that to different people and not understand why they didn't get it? Like, you don't get that I'm right. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. I feel embarrassed now looking back, you know, once you get the, once you get it, because I will say like, none of this is, is easy. You know, I had to work. I was out there for probably 15 minutes. I'm not going to lie. 10, maybe it was 10. It feels long, but it wasn't like a two minute thing. Sometimes you can get unstuck very quickly, but this was, you know, I'm almost considering like 30 years of friendship. I think I'm ready. I'm going home. I'm never talking to her again. So it is hard work, simple, as you say, but, but not easy. Put the work in and you get the result. Ugh, amazing. And you're such a, you're such a model for that. You're such a model for, for doing the work, right? Because it's not just about learning the tools. So like in the course, that's what you do, right? You learn the tools, you learn the skills, you, you get all the knowledge you need, but it's certainly not enough, right? You need to then apply it to your life on a daily basis in order to see results, in order to see change. Like the change isn't going to happen just because you have more knowledge in your head, right? The change happens when you actually do something with it, right? And so what I love about you is that you are doing that, right? So like you went through the course, but like you are now showing up every week in the circle and you are, well, you can share a little bit about it if you want. Well, thank you. I appreciate that you, you know, you saying those kind things about me. I do, you know, I think to me, I mean, I take it seriously. You can't, yes, you could read your books, but to me, it's not the kind of thing you could just, say, oh, I get it now and just do it. You have to live it. It has to become part of your life. So yeah, I mean, yes, I show up and I appreciate your acknowledging that, but I show up for two really good reasons. Well, many reasons, but the circle to me, it's just the best. It's the best part of, of it because it's one thing to do, to read the books and do the work on your own, but it's quite another thing to live it and, and, and get to share it with other people in, you know, in real time. So I could think I'm doing really well and maybe my, I'm not, maybe I don't even know. And, but when I share a story, like I just told you a story, let's say I never, I didn't, couldn't figure out any consideration and you tell that. And then you can say, I, but I don't know. I didn't have any, I didn't know what to do. So I just sat there the rest of the night crying. And they could, I'll say, do you have any consideration? They might say to me, 
well, did you ever consider you could have left or you could have gone in, you could have, you know, and that part is just, oh, wow, right. And so you're talking to other people that speak the same language, which is to me just awesome. And it's a community. I feel supported and I get to support others in it. And we motivate each other to continue, you know, doing the work. It is the best thing. I will never see a client during that time. It's blacked out and it just says circle. Yeah. And you just keep using the tools. The community, I think it reinforces everything that you're learning. And it's so awesome for us to watch each other's progress. I love the circle. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so thrilled. I'm so happy that you, I'm so happy that you love it. That's what it was there for. I mean, that's why I created it, right? I created it because I didn't want people to feel, I didn't want people to feel left hanging. Like once they learn the tools and then it's like, well, then what? Now what? Now, now I just go back to my life and figure this out on my own. Like, no, I didn't, I didn't want that. I wanted people to feel like completely supported that they can keep moving forward and, and, and have that support with, uh, in their lives. So I'm so glad that you're a part of that. So Nancy, thank you so much again for sharing your experiences with us and sharing a little bit about your life with us. I'm, I'm really, really glad that we had this opportunity to bring this to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me on this podcast. Thank you so much for everything you do, Shira. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Nancy, and I do hope that her story inspired you as much as it inspired me. By the way, if you'd like to be in touch with Nancy, you can just send me an email and I will be happy to connect you with her. I am currently facilitating a Getting Emotionally Equipped course, which will be ending in just a few weeks, and those students will be invited to join the circle. The doors to my next course will reopen in January. If you would like to be the first to know about it, please head over to my website and sign up for the waitlist. Enrolling in this course may prove to be one of the best decisions you ever make in your life. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week, and as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.